All right. We're holding Saita. We're going to finish Be'ezer Hashem Yisbarak, the fifth parak, parak Hamishi, Keshem Shahamayim. We're holding Daflamid Omer Aleph, five lines from the top. Omer Rabasi, Omer Rav. That's we. That's where we are going to start now. Now, if you remember from yesterday, we had a machlekes between Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva. If a shlishi letuma is going to, if a sheni letuma can make a shlishi letuma puzzle or not, and according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, a sheni letuma can make a shlishi letuma only tummy by truma but not by chulin, not by regular food. And Rabbi Akiva said that a sheni lutuma, if you remember the example with the klicheres, that you have a sheres that went into the actual oven, so the oven becomes a rishin lutuma, that rishin lutuma makes the lechem a kikr sheni lutuma, and that kikr sheni lutuma can now transmit to a shlishi lutuma, even to chulin, and as we learned uh, yesterday, where each one learns it from. So now the Gemara says, Omer Rabasi, Omer Rav. Rabasi says in the name of Rav, Omer Law, Rav Abba, Omer Abba by Ben Isi, Omer Rav. Some people say it was Rabbi Isi who said in the name of Rav. Now, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Eliezer. So you have one, two, three, four, five Tanoim. Kuli, Svida, Luhu, they all hold like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. The Ein Sheni Oisa Shlishi Bechulin. That when it comes to a Sheni, which is Tameh, which is a Sheni Latuma, that will not transmit the Tuma to a third degree when it comes to Chulin, as Rabbi Lazar Azariah said in the Mishnah. So now, the Gemara is going to bring the sources where I see all of the Tanaim, where they hold that a Sheni Latuma will not make a Shlishi Latuma Tameh by Chulin. First example, you gave, first case, the first source is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says as follows. The Tanah we learned in a Mishnah in Pada. Mishnah in Pada, Padakit Aleph, Mishnah Hey. The Mishnah says, Kol atoyin b'yas mayim medivrei seferim. The Mishnah says over there that anything that requires to go to mikvah, midrabanan, and Rashi gives a, a few examples. One of the examples is a person's hands. Stam yodayim. So a person's hands, midrabanan, are tummy and they need to go, they need to have netilas yadaim. Um, so, and the Mesech the, the Shabbos, David Gimel and Beis, it mentions like 18 different gzeras, the Chachamim Gezerd, and uh, on that day, and one of them was uh, the Tmeim that the Chachamim said that hands are a sheni Now, the Pasuk says, Metame es hakodesh. So, I'm sorry, the, the, the Mishnah says, call to be from And as we explained yesterday, when we say mitame, it means it makes others tame. Poisol means that becomes tame, but it doesn't transmit to the next level. Mitame means that it will make others tame. So if uh, the Shane Lutuma touched Kaidish, Kaidish, so the Kaidish will now be tame. That, in other words, it will be able to transmit to the next level to make it tummy. So the Shani Lutuma, which is Stam Yadayim, will touch the Kodesh. So the Kodesh will be a Shlishi Lutuma, and that Shlishi Lutuma can make it a Revi Lutuma. 
and not only is metamis akedish, so it's metamis akedish when it um, truma. But when it comes to truma, it can make it a shlishi the truma, but it will not transmit to the next level truma. And what does he say? And if the one of the examples, let's say the stam yadayim touches. Uh, touches the uh, a, a person who's tummy is allowed to eat chulin and maishasheni. So if this person or like this keli, which is a chulin or maishasheni, he's allowed to eat it um, because it's not tummy. Um, so we see clearly mayor, We see clearly that the mayor holds that when it comes to sheni latuma, if it touches chulin or maishasheni, so it does not become tummy. The Chacham say no. The Chacham say that these that if you touch Chul and Meiser Sheni, it has the din Kemeiser Sheni, Kemeiser, which is Meiser Sheni, and you're allowed to eat it only with Chul. But the Chachamim agree that it doesn't become, like Rashi explains, it doesn't become Meiser Sheni when you touch it, and Meiser Sheni will be mutter to eat it because it does not become tummy when you touch it. So, what do you see from this Mishnah? You see that a mayor holds. Um, and uh, holds that a sheni does not become a shlishi bechulin. So you see clearly from that Mishnah. Next source, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yesi holds, also like Rabbi Lazar Nazariah holds, that a sheni does not make a shlishi bechulin. Hodam Moran, like we said before, he learns from a Kavachemer that a shlishi become, makes a revi tome bekhaydish, um, but it does not work in regards to chulin. And he says, Deim Isa, because if he holds that a Shani makes a Shlishi Tomei like Cholon like Rabbi Akiva, so Laiti Lerevi Betruma. So he should learn, he should learn, um, like, he should learn, Rabbi Yishi should be dashed from Kavah Chemer, that it makes a Revi Tomei by Truma and Chamishi by Kedesh. And there will be a fifth level of Tuma by Kedesh. So from the fact that he does not say that, must be that he holds, or basically holds, that when it comes to Chulin, uh, he does not make a Shlishi Yilatuma. The, the third source would be Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua says that a Shani does not make a Shlishi Chulin. Uh, that now we learned in the Mishnah in Titus. Now this Mishnah, it's a long Arichas, this Mishnah, and Rashi himself does not go into all the details, but in short, he says as follows. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, Ha'oichol, Somebody who eats Rishen the Tumah, so Rishen, somebody who eats a Rishen the Tumah, he becomes a Rishen. And that Rishen can make a Sheni the Tumah. Somebody who eats a Sheni, somebody who eats a Sheni the Tumah, he becomes a Sheni the Tumah, and he can transmit and make it a Shlishi the Tumah. Somebody eats a Shlishi the Tumah, somebody who eats a third degree Tumah, Shlishi becomes a Shlishi the Tumah. And if he, trans, if he touches it, so it will become a Reveal the Tumah. Somebody who eats food becomes it becomes a and only somebody who eats a eichel sheni, like Rashi says, then dafke then he becomes a sheni. Shlishi, if he eats a shlishi the sheni bekedesh. So his if he eats a, a shlishi the so his body becomes a sheni in regards to being mitame kedesh, and which will make a shlishi the and then um, the Kodesh uh, is possible, the, the next level becomes a review of the Tumah. The Ein Sheni Betrumah, however, the actual body does not become a Sheni Betrumah in regards to, um, 
passing the truma if you touch it. Now, Rabbi Shur concludes, Bechulin shenas al-tares truma, in regards to chulin, that a person takes upon himself, um, as the Rashi explains that in, in, in the Kayanim, being that they were so fluent, they were, they were so, I should say, accustomed to having kachim and having truma, so they, uh, they were scared that they would not be able to differentiate between the two, so they made as well that the chulin also um, has the status also of truma, so from here the Gemara says, Al Taris Truma in regards to Khulin that becomes Taris Truma in. So then the Mishnah says that there's an Indian of Shlishi, but on Khulin that becomes Taris Kadesh Lai. But if Al Taris Akadesh, then or Rashi is a different Girsa, but Al Taris Akadesh Lai. So then you can't establish the Mishnah as follows. Why? Because this food is considered like regular Khulin. And regular chulun does not become a shlishi lituma. Alma kasara, what do we see here? Bishu holds ancient yisur shlishi bechulun. So that a sheni does not make a shlishi by chulun. Okay. Now, what's the other source? Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar holds as well that a sheni does not make a shlishi tummy bechulun. How do we know that? The Tanya we learned in the Brayz. Rabbi Elazar, hey, Rabbi Elazar says shloshed on these three things. Which three things? Kodesh, chulun, and truma. Shavin all have the same din. What's the din? Rishain, the first Rishain, the Tuma, if it's a Rishain of Tuma, Sheba Kaidesh, and Bachulun. And with Truma, Ve, Shebetruma Metamishnaim. And by Truma, it's Metamit too. To make it a Shani in the Shlisha the Tuma. And it will make one thing, a Revi in Kaidesh. That it will make Kaidesh Tome. U Metame Echod, and it's Metame, one of them to be a Shani, Upoisal Echod. And it's possible one of them to be a truma to make a shlishi bitumah. And it will also, maybe shut off the sound, uh, put on a vibrator. And it will make it, uh, it will make uh, the, 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 the third one, bichulin. So what do we see from here? We see that Rabbi Lezer holds that ain't shlishi bichulin. Okay, so now, now the, the last one he says, Rabbi Lezer holds, Rabbi Lezer says, that the Shani does not make a Shlishi Bechulin, the Tanan, like we learned in a Mishnah and Chal. The Mishnah Chal says, Rebbe Leezer, Eimer, Rebbe Leezer says, Chala nitelas min ha-tohira al ha That a Chala could be taken from the dough, uh, which is tar on the Tameya. What does that mean? Kate said, how so? Shtei Isis, if you have two doughs, achas tohira v'achas If you have two doughs, one which is tar, one which is Tamei, so neitel k'dei Chala. So it's not like we separate Chala nowadays, but in the olden days, if you have a challah, um, so again, it's a longer arichas. If the Mishnah, usually you have to take 124th of the challah. If it becomes tummy, you have to take 148th. Al-Kopanim, Rebbe says that, that if you have the challah now, if you have the, the challah now becomes tummy, so it's not like you separated it. Part of the challah is tummy, so what do you do? So he says like this, if you have two doughs, one which is tahida, one which is tmeya. So you take the shear of a chala and me'isa shaloi hurma chalasa from the piece of dough, from the tired of the dough which chala was not taken. And you place it next to the dough which is tummy without touching it. And, but you still can't call it chala. And then you place uh, less than a kebeah between these two doughs. In order that you should be able to take from the uh, surrounding parts of the tum- of the uh, challah, and then you separate, and you call that challah on the first uh, piece that you separate. So it comes out that you're separating the challah, which is 
tar for the tmea, and that's how you're able to separate the chala. Okay, and the chacham asked to do uh, the the separation as far, uh, like this. But Tanya, we learned in Abraisa that according to Rabbi Eliezer, you're allowed to use um, the sheer kabeza, the size of a kabeza to be mechaber the two. I if you're separating the two, if you're connecting the two, so why it doesn't transmit the tuma to savru because the chachamim hold. And they want to prove that EDVED, that side the Mishnah, side the Brisa, is Be'isa, Rishen is talking about that the dough became the first level of Tommy. And Chulin, which is, and you have a bread that before it was separated Chala, it's not considered Chala in regards to Tumah, rather it's considered Chulin. So what do we see from here? We see that the, that the dough is a Rishen, the part which connects the two doughs becomes a Sheni. And since it is the shear of Kebeah, it has the Koyach to make it now a Shlishi the Tumah. And nevertheless, according to Rabbi Yezer, he's Mater, even the Chaticha, which has the shear of Kebeah. Why? Because he holds that when it comes to Chulin, um, that uh, the, this piece is considered Chulin until it's called Chala. And Vaitra, you see, according to this opinion, that a Sheni does not make a Shlishi Tome to Chulin. Okay, so now... Umar says, my lab hokum if you must be the Rebeliezer, and the Chacham argument is like, the Marsavar, the Rebeliezer holds, ain Shani Yisr Shlishi Bechulun. That when it comes to a Shani, a Shani cannot make a Shlishi Bechulun, and therefore, if you have, even if you have a piece which is connecting the two pieces, the Shir Bechala, it will not make it, Tomei, Umar Savar, the Chacham holds, Shani Yisr Shlishi Bechulun, that a Shani does make a Shlishi Tomei, even by Chulun. So the Gemara says, no, Amr Rav Mari Bereidah Rav Kana, the Kulam, everybody agrees, ain't Shani Oysa Shlishi Bechulun. Really, a Shani does not make a Shlishi Bechulun. Tommy. They're arguing in the halachas of chulin that you have to separate chala from there. The chacham hold that it's similar to chala, and since it's similar to chala, so it could become a a shlishi l'tuma or mar And Rabbi Lezer holds that loy does not become like chala and does not become the third level of tuma. Second answer: Everybody will agree that chala. Uh, is not consider, it's not considered like chala. And it does not make a sheni, does not make a shlishi tamei uh, bechulin. So what are they arguing? Over here, they're arguing in regards to, to when you have a piece which is connecting the uh, which is the connect connecting piece which is tamei. So lechayra it becomes now it's a sheni lutuma. Uh, so they're arguing if you're allowed to be goyrim uh, tuma through the chibur or not. Marsav Rabbi Lezer holds motoligrim tuma lechulin shvar tisrael that you're allowed to be goyrim tuma of chulin in eretz yisrael, and Marsav and the chacham hold also ligrim tuma lechulin eretz yisrael. You're not allowed to be goyrim chulin the tamei lechulin eretz yisrael in order to separate the truma or the chala which is tar. Okay, adkan the sugya of um, the the Tumatara, which we learned, and um, now we're going to continue the next part of the Mishnah. So at that at that day, at the same day as we said, Bayim is the day that Rabbi Lazar and Azariah took over Nasius. So he interpreted that there's a stira in psukim, 
In regards to the boundaries of the cities of the Levium, one Pasuk says that it was 2,000 Amis they had on every single side. And the second Pasuk said it was, one, it was 1,000 Amis. So in order to uh, answer the contradiction, we said that 1,000 Amis was uh, open space, and 2,000 Amis was Tchum <coughs> Shabbos. That's according to the Tanakhama. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Nesh, Rabbi Yisak Lili said that 1,000 Amis was open space, and 2,000 Amis was for their fields and their vineyards. So now the Gemara is going to explain the Machlekes between Rabbi Akiva and, I'm sorry, not the Tanakhama, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Nesh, Rabbi Yisak Lili, what the Machlekes is. <clears throat> what exactly are they arguing in? Mar Sava, Rabbi Kiva holds that Tchumen is Deir Daisa. Rabbi Kiva is the Shitasai, that a Tchum is Deir Daisa. Mar Sava, holds that Tchumen is Deir Abanan. And, uh, and um, that's why he learns the Pasuk into, into other things. In other words, you have no source, Deir Daisa, that there's Tchumen. Okay, let's continue. That day, when the Yidin, <coughs> the time the Yidin ascended from the from the um, from the from uh, the Yamsuf, when the Abishter split the Yamsuf, so they set their eyes on reciting Shira to Hashem. How do they recite Shira? So he says like this: Kigod Makri es Hallel. This is the same manner as an adult reciting Hallel on behalf of the congregation. Um, what does that mean? They answer, they only uh, respond to him, only part of it. So what does that mean? Meisha says Meisha says, I will sing to Hashem. And they even answered, Ashir Lashem, I will sing to Hashem. Meisha Amar, Meisha says, Kigogo, Meisha says, I will sing unto Hashem. And the Yidin answered, and the Yidin answered, Ashir Lashem, we will sing to Hashem. And that's how basically it's like Hallelujah. Like they, Meisha said this whole chant, and Ashir Lashem, Ashir Lashem, or Hallelujah. He says, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi says, this is like the Yidin saying, like a cotton, like a minor boy reciting Halal, and the Kihilo who hears him repeats after him uh, that he says. In other words, uh, word for word. Mamish word for word, says. This is like a scribe. Like a, a chazan who, who recites the the introductory davening and, and davening before Shema in the shul, and uh, and the children answer the brachas um, after him. Like before Krishma, they answer all together. So the Gemara says. Um, so basically, in the time of the Kriyasiyam, so Meisha began, and everyone recited the entire song together with him. So the Gemara says, "B'maykemifligi." What is, what is the machlekes? What exactly is the machlekes between them? So he says like this. He says the pasuk says, "Az Yashem Meishiv Neisal Es Hashir Azayis Hashem Vayim Leim Hashir Lashem." So he says, "Rabbi Kiva Sav." Rabbi Kiva says that Leimor that when the pasuk says, "Az Yashem Meishiv Neisal Es Hashir Azayis Lashem Vayim Leimor Amil Sukamaisa," it's going on the first thing. In other words, Hashir Lashem. 
So it comes out that Vayemer Lamer is only that Moshe should sing this song and they should answer one time, Ashir Lashem. That the lamer is going on everything. That everything that Moshe says, they should repeat after him. is the Omer that they should say it all together. Lamer, what does lamer mean? The pasach Moshe should start uh, first, and then they should say it after him. We learned that at the time that the Jewish people ascended from the sea, so they casted their eyes to say Shira. How did they say Shira? So he says, a baby was lying on his mother's lap, and a child was nursing from his mother's breast. So once the children saw the Shechina, so they, they, the infant dropped the, the, the breast from his mouth, and betinik so, so uh, first of all, kivin shulah sashkina elul higbiat savari. So the the baby straightened the neck, and betinik shama dad mipiv, and the and the infant dropped the breast from his mouth. Bamru, and what and what did the child says? Zek eli van zek eli van veil. This is the God, and I will glorify him. Shenam like it says mipiv elul yein kimisata eis. As it says, out of the mouths of the babies and sucklings, you have found strength. Strength. From where do we know that even the fetuses in the mother's womb recited Shira? How does he know that Shinamar, as it says, in full assemblies, Hashem, the Hashem, you, ha- you are the source of Israel. So, what does that say? That even Yidin, even children that are in the source, their mother's womb, right? They bench the Abishtar. But the fetuses could not see. How could they honestly say, This is the God and I will glorify Him. That their mother's stomach was transformed like a, like a, uh, like a crystal. That they were able to see the Ebershter. They had like X, X-ray vision. Interesting. So they say like when... Uh, when the, when the people passed by the Rebbe, the Rebbe had like an uh, X-ray vision into the person's soul. He was able to see right away, like, the core of the person. Okay. He says that day, Eev did not serve Hashem, only with Ava. And he says, Which means, we said that, uh, Though he will slay me, I will trust in him. Now, the Mishnah continues that the word loy in the Pasuk is very ambiguous. What, is it, what does it mean? Does it mean that is, he's an expression of yearning to Hashem? Or is it a lack of it? So he says like this. When it says, Ad to it means that he have served Hashem with love. So the Gemara says that... So the Gemara asks a very precious shadow. Why don't you see in the Pasik when it says, is it written Lamed Aleph or Lamed Vav? So if it's written Lamed Aleph, that means I don't hope for Hashem. And if it's written with a Vav, Lamed Vav, 
that means that Hashem, that he is uh, yearning for Hashem. So like, what's the question? So the Mara says, what? Every time the terrorist says, with Alam and Aleph, it means, no, I'll show you a case. And Yeshaya, in regards to the Tzara of the Yidin, it says, so it says over there, um, in all your afflictions, he was loy, afflicted. Where the word loy is written, Lam and Aleph, so too, does it mean loy that Hashem was not afflicted in the affliction of the Jewish people? In other words, that Hashem is not affected by it. If you're going to say that Hashem, when the Yidin are in Tzars, he doesn't care, but it says, which means that uh, <coughs> it means that the angel of his presence saved him, which clearly indicates that Hashem was concerned with their afflictions. So what do we see? The word loy in the Pasuk means in all their afflictions, he was afflicted. is that uh, it's not clear that the Lamed Aleph sometimes indicates this and sometimes indicates that. Therefore, the Mishnah had to derive from a proper meaning that the word loy from another, from another part, Hanyik, um, sorry, Ad Egva, to many, that loy over here means Lamed Vav. The Mishnah mentioned Rabbi Yechon Mazakei that he said that Eev served Hashem from Yira. Where does he learn that out from? From Yirei Alekim. Now the Gemara brings a Braisa which argues on. Mishuah ben Horkinus. What does he say? Tanya like this. Remember it says, Nehemiah it says, Yireli kim b'yiv. It says that Hashem fearing by you. Nehemiah Yireli kim b'avram. And it says, Hashem fearing by Avram. Ma Yireli him, ha'omer b'avram ma'ava. Just like Yireli him means b'ava. Af Yireli him, ha'omer b'yiv also means b'ava. And from in regards to Avram himself, from where do we derive that he acted out of love? The k'siv zed Avram b'yavei that the offsprings of Avram who love me. So the Gemara says, What's the difference? What difference is there between the one who performs mitzvahs out of love and one who performs mitzvahs out of fear? So he says, This is what was taught in the Braisa. That the greater is the one who performs mitzvahs out of love than the one who performs mitzvahs out of fear. Because, because the one uh, who, who serves Hashem out of fear, his merits last for a thousand generations. And the one who serves Hashem out of love, his merit lasts for two thousand generations. How do you know that? Here it's written, And showing mercy unto thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So what do we see? We see that the merits can last for thousands of generations for those who love Hashem. And and there it's written, And it says, And keep His commandments as a thousand generations. So the first passage indicates that those who act out of love, their merits is a thousand, thousands of generations. Whereas the second passage, which mentions 1,000 generations of merit, that's referring to the merits of those who keep mitzvahs out of fear. There also in the second Pasuk, uh, it says that for those who love him and keep his commandments for a thousand generations. So why is the Pasuk interpreted specifically with regard to those who worship out of fear? Yet it's written that they keep his mitzvahs out of love. So both types of people seem to be indicating this Pasuk. Why are you saying that 
It's dafka for the ones who serve Hashem out of fear. So the Gemara answers and says, Hi, the Pasik that speaks about thousands of generations, is speaking about what's adjacent to it. In other words, what does the Pasik say? Which speaks about love, which is thousands of generations. And the next part of the Pasik, look at what the words is next which speaks about the year of Hashem. Then the Gemara says, there was these two students that were sitting in front of Rava. One person told to Rava, which means that it was read to me in my dream. What was read to me in my dream? How abundant is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. And another person said to Rava, it read in my dream, which means, so shall all those who take refuge and, your, and you rejoice, they will forever shout for your joy. And let them also love your name, exalt in you. So Omar Luhu, so Rav said, he said, to, he said to them that you are both completely righteous. Mar, one sage, in other words, the second dreamer, is Ma'ava, serves Hashem out of fear. And uh, like the Pasik told him, right? Uh, the idea of Omar, and the first guy serves Hashem out of Yira. Like the Pasik says that, uh, like the Pasik says that, uh, in other words, Right, for the pasuk says that that, uh, that the pasuk says So basically, he told them that what you're dreaming is who you are. The second guy told him you serve Hashem out of year out of Ava. The first guy told him you serve Hashem out of Yira, and you are dreaming uh, in corresponding to the manner of which you serve Hashem. Hadron Aloch Kishem Shehamayim. Okay, <clears throat> two o'clock. We're going to. Um, Learn Daflamr Aleph and actually finish the parak. So it's a short parak. We'll finish the whole parak on one day. Okay. Oh.